from somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, hell yes, Mr. Rob Rope, and thank you for joining us. I am Mike, my wife Jenny, the co-host. Hello. I am not Mike. No, she is not Mike. Uh, we just got back from, uh, oh, I guess like an hour or two out at the mall. Not two hours. It's more like 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Was it? Was that it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we, we had to get out, you know, and make do with the fact that this is the first Sunday without pro football, uh, at least with me, but uh, we survived. It was good. Uh, I took the boy out, and it was just, it was nice because it was like 50 degrees outside. Not bad. Not bad at all. But, uh when I go shopping with my wife, I'll notice a couple things. And we'll start with this past week, and we'll just start with this past uh, hour and a half ago, where uh, I pretty much realized my wife's got an addiction. What? An addiction to puzzles. Yes, yes I do. All right. Uh, so, a while back, you I bought... I need one right now. What? Wait, they were over in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got her strapped out. So, like... Uh, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, a few months ago, you got a, a, a Batman puzzle. The uh, one with uh, Batman fighting all of his villains. Uh, Tango pa- with Evil. Tango with Evil, uh, painted by Alex Ross, a, a very gifted artist. And then you just you couldn't do the rest of it because you lost a piece. Well, I lost a piece, and then the cat flipped it over. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, I remember that. You had it in a box, so it would be safe, and then... One night she cracked out, Kitty Pride, and just ran all over the house and tipped it over, face down, and I was like, mother bleeper. I kind of expected it, so it didn't hurt as bad. <laughs> well, but yeah. I kind of expected it. Yeah. I really did. But right now I have a Wolverine puzzle mm-hmm. in a special box. Right. That, like a piece of artwork came in, so I mm-hmm. have it in that box, and then I have a, a table on top of that underneath the bed. Okay. So far, so good. All right, so that puzzle's okay, but... I we do were, have an addiction, though. Yeah, we were at the, the mall, and you saw that exact same puzzle, and you bought it today. Yeah, so we have two. Yeah, you have two. <laughs> well, yeah, we have, we have one two. One for spare parts. One for spare parts. <laughs> so let's just hope, you know, that 1,000-piece puzzle, we don't lose the same piece again. I know. Oh, that would be your luck, wouldn't it? Uh, no, I hope not. But yeah, it, it's it's kind of like with me in uh, in comic books or whatever. It used to be with albums, but we they don't sell albums anymore. Everything's streamed, so there's that. Um, but then, like last weekend, we went shopping at Sam's Club, and this I applaud you for because this is a a, a pretty cool idea that they're doing. And anytime I hear, yeah, everybody has to make a minimum wage of fifteen dollars an hour. I mean, if a store. If a company decides to make that the minimum wage and not government, that's one thing because you're, you know, that's the business deciding what they're comfortable with parting with, right? But there's this new, uh, this new way of uh, checking out. Maybe they've always had it, but we're, we're fairly new to Sam's Club as a family here. What's, uh, what's this thing? Scan and go. Scan and go. Explain this. So you have an app on your phone mm-hmm. and you can either do it as a member or a guest. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, they'll give you discounts throughout the store if you scan and go. So, basically, you scan the barcode on there. Right. And you put your card in at the end of the transaction, pay for it, and you can just walk right on out. Wow. And they'll check it for you. They'll check three items like they usually do, but mm-hmm. that's it. Wow. That that's... is it. And I saved like $5 doing that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's it's just incredible. I mean, you're basically the cashier, and you don't have to wait in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but my phone went from 18% to zero, so I had to use yours. <laughs> yeah, so I was uh, I, cu- I couldn't look at uh, Twitter and all the marvelous comments about everything that were on there, but uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. And, and I'm sure a lot of stores are kind of looking at that going like, mm, but, but Sam's, from what I remember as a kid, always had the receipt checker at the front yes. door <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's a warehouse type store and you don't know if somebody's like, well, I could probably sneak this out underneath the bigger items that I'm buying, you know. But so, so that, that there, there is a little bit of a, a drawback. You would still need a pair of eyes to make sure things were okay. Yes. And, um. What I discovered is that their baby formula is like 43 cents an ounce. That's the cheapest I've ever seen it. Without any coupons or anything factored in. Or Mm. even with coupons factored in. It's still so cheap. It's a shame that we didn't realize this about five years back. I mean, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, we we did okay, but man, yeah. But, you know, now you notice this and and Wolverine, Logan. Well, I mean, he was named after Wolverine. (laughs) Yeah, Logan's got like four teeth now, so that's, uh, we're getting kind of a wave. He loves refried beans. I don't give that to him too much here. Um, A quick update, uh, because we were talking about gaslighting last week. Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, with with, uh, uh, Married at First Sight, you know where the term comes from, right? I remember the story, but specifics, not really. 1938, there was a movie called Gaslight. It was an Ingrid Bergman movie. And in it, she is this woman being driven insane by her husband, who married her and apparently murdered her aunt. But he was trying to make her go insane so she wouldn't question what he was doing. And he was going into the attic looking for her aunt's jewelry. But he would play with mind games with her and stuff. But one of the clues that uh, kind of alluded her, to her what was going on, this in itself is gaslighting, okay? Um, the, the detective that was investigating said anytime that the gaslight in the house would dim, that was him going into the attic. Like, he would take the light upstairs and look. So it was a clue to the truth, whereas gaslighting now means you're telling people a lie and trying to convince them it's the truth. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's where it comes from. Interesting, right? We were talking about that because of that crazy chick on uh, on your show, Married at First Sight. Yeah, Alyssa. Now, yeah, do we have an update on that? Yes, um, her husband decided to get a divorce from her. Yeah, so they're and no longer... she said, I'm not a bad person. Oh, yeah, I'm a good person, I'm not a bad person. She's almost gaslighting herself. Mm-hmm. Do you ever say to yourself, I'm a good person? No. No. Yeah, I, I don't hope to be a good person. I think everybody wants to be a good person, but if you say it and you believe it, you know, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. You gotta walk the walk first. Yeah. You can talk the talk. Yeah. No kidding. Speaking of walking, I'm gonna go check on the boy. Okay. Yeah, but that's uh, that's kind of an interesting there uh, thing there. Um, and uh, again, my wife a big fan of that show, and it just it kind of shows you how deluded and delusional uh, people on reality TV shows can be. Uh, but I'll tell you, uh, one team that did walk the walk last week. Uh, the last pro football game of the season, the Super Bowl, played in Los Angeles. The uh, Los Angeles Rams by three over the Cincinnati Bengals uh, to become Super Bowl 56 champs. And uh, Matthew Stafford stepping up after 12 years languishing in uh, in Detroit. He was, Detro- uh, I guess, traded over to Los Angeles for uh, Jared Goff. And now Matthew Stafford 
is hoisting the Lombardi. And it was kind of a... Either way, this was going to be kind of a cool story. I do feel bad hoisting for... Hoisting the Stromboli? Hoisting the the, uh, the coveted Vince Stromboli trophy. Um, it, it was It's a cool story for him. I do feel bad for Bengals fans because it's their third time watching their team losing the Super Bowl. No trophy for that city yet. But I was kind of talking to some people. And, and for what I noticed on social media, nobody was really dogging on the Bengals for losing. They were dogging on the Detroit Lions... <laughs> Because for years, again, this guy was their quarterback that couldn't win with him. And I'm thinking of all the other great guys that have been uh, Detroit Lion players that have never seen a trophy in that city. And somebody uh, uh, suggested to me, well, you know, you think that's interesting. How about Jared Goff? Because he got traded to Detroit. He was the quarterback that went to the Super Bowl a few years ago and lost to the the Patriots. That was the Super Bowl uh, weekend that Hazel was born, by the way. Ah. And... uh, that should be because HBO's got that uh, hard knocks thing, reality thing where they follow f- a professional football team around. Next year they have to do it with the Detroit Lions. After seeing the Los Angeles Rams win but with, we're Man- not getting HBO next year. No, we're not getting HBO Max. That's it's too many apps. But if you're going to follow a team around, Jared Goff watching his former team, the Rams, win a Lombardi with Matthew Stafford, and now he's on the Detroit Lions. <laughs> That would be a, that'd be a very interesting thing, but again, I'm only going to read about it because there's only so much reality TV I can take. Uh, you have to reserve Wednesdays for Married at First Sight. Well, yeah, watch that with you, and of course, anything that's on Disney Plus that I won't watch. <laughs> so yeah, there's no like, reality shows on Disney Plus. No, either. just just uh, Star Wars and Marvel, really. Mm. Uh, of and course, Frozen. speaking of Detroit, kind of uh, Eminem was involved with the Super Bowl halftime show. Pretty good. I mean, I'm not a rap guy. Pretty good halftime show. Prince is still number one because, again, five foot two dude out in the ring with a bunch of dancers behind him, playing four different guitars. Not at once, but I mean, just doing that show, you're never going to top that. But uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, Fat Upside Down, Fifty Cent, and Eminem all did very well. Are you body shaming Fifty Cent? <laughs> well, that's. Uh, I think he's kind of rolling with it. It's like, you know, he goes, yeah, well, a lot of people that are making fun of me are also fat. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so he's just, okay, fine, whatever. But, I mean, you know, you got to give that dude credit where credit's due. And, and I'll say this. There were some rumors before that halftime show that there was going to be a holographic Tupac because it's out in California. That would have sucked. You know, 50 hanging upside down, no matter how fat he is, that's still a lot better than a fake Tupac. I don't know. I think I would be excited for a holographic Tupac. Would you? Yeah. But it wouldn't be the real Tupac, though. No, but I'm. this guy died before I could really remember him. I just think it'd be cool. Yeah. Well, You know, imagine all the implications that he can have for education as well. Mm. So, like, what? Like, AI? Like, like yeah. with his own brain or what? No, like, like a holographic Abe Lincoln. You have someone like... Like making an, an educational script or the Gettysburg Address, or you know, you could see like a holographic Abe Lincoln give the Gettysburg Address. How would you? How would you have him voiced? Who? Ooh. Bill uh, St. Wait, James. You, Bill St. James. Well, I heard I heard his voice was a little more high pitched. Uh, Abraham Lincoln's mm. uh, great speaker, but like uh, I guess he was a little more. You know, they always make him sound a little more dignified and lower register and all that, but like. Uh, some historians say that he was a little more nasally and like, you know. So you, yeah. you could voice him. You no, know, I couldn't voice him. You no, are nasally. No, well, no one would take him seriously if I was the voice of Abraham Lincoln. Well, they might. 
Now, uh, uh, who's, oh God, who is it that played Lincoln in the Steven Spielberg movie? I'm drawing a blank on his name. We'll be there. I'm going to remember this later. See, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm brain dead right now. Uh, but going back to uh, Eminem, I guess because he wanted to show solidarity with uh, Colin Kaepernick, who's not been in the league for years, and, you know, knelt during the national anthem. That caused a big stir for a while. He knelt during the halftime show. But here's the thing. Nobody knew he was protesting. I, and they, they wanted to make a bigger deal about this than anything. But my take on it is when you kneel during the national anthem, a lot of people are going to take that a little more disrespectful than, say, kneeling during what about Dre or forget about Dre. That's not our national anthem. I didn't really catch that he was doing that on purpose. No. Some people thought that was part of the show because he was kind of coming up and, you know, there he is and he's kneeling and you're thinking, okay, whatever. But then they're like, oh, did you see it? He was kneeling during the halftime show. It's like, eh, who cares? <laughs> it's just, it's that's not even the most controversial moment in a halftime show. Yeah. <laughs> we all remember that boob, right? Well, not. I didn't really see it, but I was at... I was at my school and they were having a Super Bowl party. Mm-hmm. And that was the Super Bowl halftime show that was airing. Yeah. Yeah. At that time. In a fundamental Baptist school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so <laughs> Janet <laughs> flashed a, a boob technically in a Baptist school. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not against it. But here's the thing. is like we, uh, um, I, w- I just got off my shift. That weekend at KHY in Lafayette, and my program director was like, "Hey, come on down. You can hang out with us and you know watch the games." Like, okay, cool. And it was the the Patriots and the Panthers, and it was halftime. And as a rule, halftime shows you're just kind of like meh. So you go to the bathroom, you get a beer, you know, you're not paying attention. And nobody, we're at Hooters, Hooters, and nobody paid attention to the fact that a boob was flashed out on national television. I didn't hear, find out about until hours later. You're like, what? Boobs at but Hooters? We missed it? Wow. We I missed, didn't miss those wings. We, we missed a boob at Hooters, but it happened. Mm. Wow. You didn't tell me that story. Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, it is boobs and, often are. <laughs> they, they, yeah, you just flash a pair of boobs and a guy's going to forget his middle name and walk right into a wall. Um, I think but, that's how we met. Yeah, you flashed your boobs and I walked into a wall. I don't know, Phoebe flashed her boobs. <sighs> okay, so uh, it's NBA All-Star Weekend and n- yeah, nobody cares. But uh, <laughs> during, uh, I guess, the slam dunk competition last night, because we're recording this Sunday evening, they uh, they showed a trailer or commercial for The Batman because cool. it's on uh, it's on TNT, AOL, Time Warner, AT&T, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because it's the same company. It was on TNT, I think. But they did it in a really corny way. How? Okay, so the All-Star Games in Cleveland, they, and they, they, they made it look like they're either going into or out of the game. You know, so they show the exterior of the uh, the arena, and they go, well, we're here at the All-Star Game for All-Star Weekend, and what's this? There's the, the Riddler, and like, like question marks are going across the uh, marquee, I guess, and then there's a bat signal, and then somebody CGI'd a Batman silhouette on top of the arena, Oh my gosh, it's Batman, the Batman. And then they go right into the commercial. And I'm like, that's one of the corniest things I've ever seen. I like corny. It was too corny for me. I mean, and look, commercial. You don't even want to see the movie. Yeah, I'm I'm just. 
I'll go by myself. I'll go. No, you won't. Yes, I will. I'll take Lana. Dude, uh, hey, look. If Don't call I me could, dude. If I could sit through Batman versus Superman in a theater twice, twice, <laughs> I can sit through this at least once. Mm. Um, I'm just, I'm just so. not really excited about it. I am. I mean, because I, I don't know if it's just because, you know, it, it seems like they've rebooted this character way too much. I mean, we just ten years. I bet people said the same thing when they rebooted it with, you know, Christopher Nolan. Well, they, well, they had to because there was nipples in that one, nipples and crotch, and uh, so, so they rebooted. They waited for that one. Let's see, Batman and Robin came out in '98. And I think uh, Batman Begins... 2005. 2005, thank you. Seven years later. So there was a seven-year gap. Uh, ten years ago, The Dark Knight Rises came out. This, You know, ten years ago this summer. That was ten years ago. Yeah, ten years. And since then, we've had Ben Affleck, and now we've got Robert Pattinson taking the role as, the, as Batman. His is kind of a darker, grungier take on Bruce Wayne and I'm not really sure I'm going to like that because I kind of like Batman and Bruce Wayne being two different people two different personas not both brooding at the same time you know Bruce Wayne more of the mask and kind of uh, you know this facade to throw people off like it's he's like a male version of Paris Hilton what if Paris Hilton was Wonder Woman and she had the same kind of hey she's eating she's eating now so she looks really good okay well that's good that's good uh, but but like you know the the ditzy party socialite by day or by e- early evening and then that night just beating the crap out of criminals kind of like that. Whereas Robert Pattinson's Batman seems like okay Bruce Wayne's gonna be brooding and like Kurt Cobain and Batman's gonna be like brooding and like Kurt Cobain because I guess Robert Pattinson's. I'm ba- keeping an open mind because I'm really excited. Okay, well I mean I'm gonna, I'm gonna see it, but I don't know. I just thought the presentation of that was a little a little corny. Nah. Okay. Uh, speaking of corny, maybe this is in poor taste. As you know, a few weeks ago, Bob Saget died, right? Yes, Full House guy, comedian. Uh, they buried him, and I guess this past week, his family had to sue or filed an injunction to keep TMZ from opening the case files and having photos and stuff shown and of course this is spewed a lot of uh, conspiracy theories and then there was like a corner that said that some of the injuries that Bob Saget sustained uh, were consistent of somebody who took a baseball bat to the face or fell down like several stories well the rest of his body doesn't indicate that he took a fall off several stories so I don't think anybody pushed him out of a window and put him in his bedroom but since then there have been all sorts of crazy conspiracy theories about what killed Bob Saget like one is like he was murdered like his family all got together and waited for him to travel across the country during his stand-up routine and then when he went to bed that night murdered him across the country i guess they live out in california and this is out in florida and then of course you got some people are like well you know it's the covid vaccine they're covering it up and i'm looking at all this is like dude do we really have to make everything into a conspiracy theory no you know and, and maybe the family is suing because they don't want TMZ to make his corpse a, a, a lead story. Yeah. You know, it's just... I know occasionally on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, free plug, I'll link a story from TMZ, but if they were to do something like that, there's no way in hell I'd post something like that. Um, so Let here's... Let here, the dead bury the dead. Yeah. I don't think that there's this massive conspiracy theory with Bob Saget. 
I mean, he was old. He was a 65. He was still touring. Um, here, here's what I think happened. Okay, old, but not too old. There are two possible theories, and the second one, I hope, wasn't the case. I think he tripped and fell hard on his face, and it hurt like hell, and he's like, I'll just do something about it tomorrow morning, because um, going back to Batman, Paul Dini, the creator of, you know, I got my bookshelf, Darkest Night, which is kind of a semi-autobiographical incident where he got the mugged. Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Thank you. And uh, No K. Okay. No K. Just Night. And he got jumped on his way home from a date, and these dudes, like, pretty much broke his face. And he went to bed that night. And, like, he... He drank, he drank. He drank, he drank, and he went to bed. And then, like, I guess he went to the doctor the next day or so, and they said that it basically... It disintegrated. Uh, yeah, some of the bones in his face were disintegrated, and he went to bed and drank and stuff. And, like, you know, he could have died. I mean, so in the toxicology report from Bob Saget indicated no drugs no booze he, he probably had his heart attack was a heart attack they said it was a, a it was head head trauma head trauma some people were saying he hit his head against uh, the, the the head of the bed and uh, you know some but i'm thinking he took a hard fall and just it hurt like hell and he thought i'll just do something about it tomorrow morning that's my maybe theory. he had a concussion maybe that's why they say you never should go to bed with a concussion no and then the second theory, and I hope to shit that this is wrong. I want to say two words: hmm. Bob Crane. Who's that? The the lead from Hogan's Heroes. Uh, back in the day, I guess he had a, an appetite for deviant activities with uh, people in hotel rooms, and he was beaten to death by a prostitute. Hmm. I don't think that happened to Bob Saget. But, I mean, that's the only way I can see, okay, if somebody murdered him and his family wanted to cover that up and keep that private, you know. But I just, like again, not every godforsaken thing is a conspiracy theory out there, man. And I don't, I just don't see, I don't see, I don't see any evidence that would suggest that Bob Saget was killed by... Some outside force. It's not like Jeffrey friggin' Epstein were okay. I thought you were going to say Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer got killed in prison, too. Um, but, like, not everything's a friggin' conspiracy. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of conspiracies, mm. COVID. Um, you know how last week we were talking about stupid things that have happened to us during these yada yada times? Oh, yeah. And we, we kind of shared some of our experiences I forgot about this one. Mm. It actually popped up in my memories on uh, social media. Oh, wait, I remember this. Yes, so I want to read this. Everyone is masked. This happened last year. Last year, this week. Everyone is masked, social distanced, janitor standing ready with disinfectant, plastic barriers between clerk and customer, plastic barriers between terminals. Yet I can't sit with my own wife to complete a transaction at the BMV involving the trade-in with my Honda. Read my mind and behold the delightful square words running through it. Yeah, that was when I traded in the car so we would have a vehicle for our ever-growing family. Which is not growing anymore. No, no, we're done growing the family. Everything's done grown. But, <laughs> but they're not grown. No, they're not grown, but we need space we need both vehicles because god it's just like it's herding cats sometimes but <laughs> but uh back in the day when i was a poor dj in kokomo and i had 
No debt. I also had no credit because I didn't believe in credit cards. So I had to have my dad help co-sign on a vehicle for me. And I paid it you all down. You don't really need a co-signer for a vehicle. You never do. They always push for one, though. No. You never do. But he helped me out, and I didn't want to put him in. I didn't want to be like, you know, a deadbeat. I didn't want to put him in a corner. So I paid it off as quickly as I could. And that did help my credit. And, of course, marrying you also helped my credit quite it a bit. It helps lots of things. It helps a lot of things. Um, like free coffee. But when we traded it in, we had kind of a to-do with, with the title, didn't we? No. But we, we had to kind of switch some things over. And you being... Yeah, it was just a license plate. Yeah. That's it. But I couldn't sit with you to finish that. And it just made no damn sense. Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. So instead of sitting with you, who I'm married to and have shared experiences with, I had to sit with strangers that could get me sick. <laughs> I say I'm over it. Yeah, well, you know, Canada's not over it. I mean, your mom kind of tried. What's bro- up with Canada? All right, so real quick, what's going on up in Canada is BS insane. Uh, Justin Trudeau uh, has made a uh, put forth a mandate that truckers in that country had to be vaccinated, and masked. Truckers not liking it, so they decided to do a. A freedom convoy across Canada, and they're parked all over the place up in Ottawa. And he's sent the cops to kind of disrupt things. And they he passed this law, this this law that he's trying to get into effect up there. And this is creepy crap here, because I'm sure there's quite a few politicians of various stripes here stateside that would love to enact this. Basically, he's kind of declared this protest kind of an act of terrorism or something. In a way. Not quite like, you know, Al-Qaeda. But, what he said is basically we're going to freeze the assets of anybody, not only involved directly with this, but if you donated to this cause, you could be in trouble. A government employee in Ontario donated 100 bucks, lost their job. So basically, if somebody agrees with the trucker's right not to be vaccinated, you know, and again, I'm not a mandate guy, but to not be vaccinated and sends them money, sends them 20 bucks, you know, I don't know what that is up in Canada, they could have their lives ruined. They could have their credit cards canceled. They could have their bank assets frozen. I mean, it's crazy stuff. That's too far. That's way too far. And, you know, imagine a politician here, doesn't matter if it's Democrat or Republican, thinking if I was in power and I was running up against somebody and they got in trouble with something a while ago and I I can make anybody who donates to this person their lives a living hell. You know, there's that big transparency about, okay, who do the big business guys like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos donate to? You know, you can give them hell, they'll be okay. But if a granny agrees with politician A on something and gives them money, and politician B is in power, and they have that kind of sway, that would be insane. Now, I know that sounds like an extreme thing, but who in the hell would have thought Canada would have done this six months ago? It's nuts. Yeah, so that's what's going on up there. Meanwhile, here stateside, (laughs) Fort Wayne Community Schools have ditched the mask mandate. You still have to wear a mask on school buses, and I think that might be kind of a national transportation thing. I'm not sure. 
But we're ditching the masks. We share a border with Canada, and they're still acting like it's the Spanish flu. You know? It's weird. But that's that's kind of a nutshell what's going on up there. I'm not saying that COVID is not dangerous. But no. what's more dangerous is the stuff surrounding it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to lose freedom. Because, you know, as bad as COVID can be, and it can be bad, you know, there's been worse diseases. What's the next thing that'll make people lose their minds like this? But that's what's going on up in Canada. Well, hopefully we learn something from this. What? I don't know. Yeah, me, it's like, look, we didn't learn anything after 9-11. You know, because, you know, we still have the TSA. We still have a buttload of restrictions when it comes to going on a plane. Um, there's going to be some places, there's going to be some people that are just scarred for life because of this. And so, like, when I see what's going on up in Canada and they're, they're just like, hey, look, we want to get up back to living. It, and, and, you know, your neighbors to the south, at least, you know, in some states, are ditching the mask mandates. And, you know, hell, we almost had uh, that mandate with um, OSHA. Yeah. And it got struck down by the Supreme Court. Thank God. Yeah. And imagine how creepy that is. Only a few people kept that from becoming a mandate nationally. And look, I'm not I'm I'm not going to go on this pandemic thing where like you know it's in the vaccine. If you want to get it or you don't want to get it, I don't give a crap. But don't don't go full Canada. Never go full Canada. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that's what's going on up there and um oh, but but you know Coachella will drop all of its COVID restrictions. So, you know, hipsters you're free to go and drop acid for 3 or 4 days. Mm. That's good news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you talk like that before, and I kind of like it. Uh, I try to be a strong male role model now. And finally, speaking of which, um, Tom Hanks has kids, right? And one of his sons is 34-year-old Chet Hanks, who's a rapper. Have you heard his uh, White Girl Summer song? Nope. Nope. Okay, I suggest don't. Uh the, the controversy here that's kind of funny and lighthearted is that um, he uh, he recently said in an interview that uh, he never grew up with a strong father figure around him, a strong male figure around him, the, the, the son of two-time Oscar winner Tom Hanks. Uh, well, I mean, he did name him Chet, so maybe he's got something there. But, you know, there, there's only so much of that you can really uh, stomach coming from a 34 year old and i don't know i just i'm not really i'm not really into his his rap career but it just goes to show you that uh you know people that speak out about policies and such that uh, are politicians or are famous don't necessarily have their house in order i mean those oscars didn't come because you know he spent a lot of time at home i don't know uh the, the wife had to step out and take care of the kids um so, gonna wrap it up. Speaking for Jenny, you have yourself a great rest of your week. And until next week, we'll talk You've to you later. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.